Welcome to Wind Down, the weekly catch-up between friends Scott and Lydia. We'll be discussing the stories of the week as well as giving you a much-needed dose of good news. There'll also be a book recommendation and Scott's gift of the week, all accompanied by a big glass of wine. So grab a bottle, settle down and enjoy. Hi everyone. Hey everyone. How are you Scotty? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, not too bad. I can't believe we're in February already. Like, it's... I know. I feel like this week, I've been so muddled up with my days. Like, I generally mm. thought, like, today was Friday, but then on Tuesday, I thought it was Thursday. And, I mean, it's wishful thinking that it would be <laughs> quick, but... <laughs> if only. Literally, like, the days feel really long, but also really short at the same time. And then yeah. Get me to the weekend, but then I'm like, why do I want to get to the weekend? There's nothing to do. <laughs> Literally, do you know what? Like, we had this conversation the other day about how, like, everything at the moment is just so repetitive and it's just so, I like the boredom is just like creeping in so mm. real right now. Like, it, like getting up every morning and doing the same routine, logging on, working. And then, literally, like, as soon as I stop work, rather than exercising or doing something, going for a walk. I'll just sit on the sofa, then mm. I'll do dinner, and then it's like eat, shower, just sit in front of the TV, then go to bed. And like doing it every single day over and over again. I'm just like, I need to switch this up somehow. <laughs> I know, it's really getting like a lot. Like, I can't even bother to work out this week. So it is literally like, yeah, work, have dinner, go to bed. Repeat. Yeah. But and I feel like the sun's going to start like staying out until like six. So I'm hoping that means that at like five o'clock, I can now start doing like a work a work a walk after work <laughs> work after work yeah, don't do that <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's, a, you know, that's a really good idea and I've noticed because like I've noticed that like the days are getting a bit longer mm-hmm. um it does actually make a difference like I know we sound like middle-aged parents but like <laughs> it actually does make such a difference like even when the sun's out I immediately mm-hmm. just feel so much more happier and like upbeat yeah definitely because I feel like but if that's all we've got to look forward to is like a nice walk outside when it's raining like I couldn't go for a walk on Sunday mm. because it was pissing it down yeah so I was like well I'll just sit and watch Housewives then for lunch I guess <laughs> if I bad. have to <laughs> I finished the first season of Real Housewives of Atlanta today and wow oh my time. god Atlanta <laughs> as in like the very first season I in like the very first like seven episode season oh good lord <laughs> I love watching the first like ever seasons because they're so like it's so old even though like 10 years ago it looks so different like the, all yeah. the references like it's just so funny god they have their glow ups that's, that's yeah that's should saying. we have should we open the prosecco <laughs> yes please what prosecco are we drinking this week right sorry to all the italians out there because i'm going to butcher this pronunciation <laughs> but we are having la giogosa cadivo <laughs> that was obviously not the correct pronunciation <laughs> but it's oh, um God. yeah it's a very dry extra dry oh um, extra yeah extra like us i don't know how uh, i feel about um i'm about to say we're extra wet but we're definitely not <laughs> <laughs> anyway i don't know how i feel about like extra dry things oh i like it like oh okay Ooh. okay only in my prosecco though not in my I was going to say my men, but that sounds a bit weird. Oh, no, you don't your men dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's from Majestic Wine, and it's actually really nice. Go on, hey. <laughs> oh, I, love a, I love a pop. And yeah, it's 11, just 11%. Cool. 
so. Oh, it's fine. We've gone down a bit, but it's all right. <laughs> all right, well, we can we'll restrain ourselves this week. I'll wait for you to take your first sip. Sorry. Just like the bubbles, you know. I don't know why I smell them every week. Like, I think I'm a wine connoisseur, but I'm really yeah. not. <laughs> wine expert, right. I wish. That hits the spot. Oh, that is, God, yeah. That is nice and dry. Oh. Yeah, that's not too bad, actually. I've just got a text through from our work that, um, from, from my work, that our favourite takeaway is shutting down in London that we used to go to for our office. Oh, my God. Time. Breaking news. What what restaurant? It's called Twigs. They do these really good, like, noodle and rice bowls. Ooh. So, so nice. Right, I'm going to have to turn my notifications off because of now I'm really sad. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast anyway. is taking a dramatic turn <laughs> sorry i just saw the alert that like the noodle place is going and was like what the fuck <laughs> What's not that? even near our office anymore but it's just sad times anyway sad. speaking um, of sad times yes let's move on <laughs> drag race uk <sighs> we need to take our bets back <laughs> yeah we really do after that elimination last week Honestly, like I wrote down a few notes because I feel like I have a few things to say. And all <laughs> yeah. I wrote about the elimination is gagged in big <laughs> letters. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so shocked. I'm still in shock now. But I mean, that outfit, Estina, what were you thinking? It deserved to be in the bottom. It did deserve to be in the bottom. Like, what was that? It's like... I, like nothing against her like I've always loved her and I always mm. will love her yeah but knowing what she can do and her outfits and that that she posts on Instagram and like her other performance pieces that I've seen of hers to see her do that I'm just like you know the competition mm. like you know what it would take to last in drag race mm. and a sewing challenge would have popped up you know it's going to come so just try and think outside the box yeah and- I I just think, like, even the dress itself, like, it was a nice dress, yeah, but I think, like, um, RuPaul said it, that because she's so tall and quite broad-shouldered, she needed mm. to pad her hips yeah. out more. Um, mm. Because Ru was like, it took away the illusion completely. Yeah, yeah, and it I, did I take, like, illusion away. I agree. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. But I think when Ru says that, I feel like that's the point where you're, like, like you're, you're done. done yeah, yeah. Like, that's not good for Rue to say that to you yeah like um, it wasn't like bad sewing it was like you didn't even look like a drag queen yeah like you didn't it was just which is a, it's a shame because she's so amazing mm. and I but think it, she maybe rested on her laurels of being the first winner of that first challenge having amazing legs mm-hmm. which she does and maybe she thought like I'm not gonna go yeah like maybe she but I don't know but I, like, even with tea of coffee who like can't sew I was like I know everyone says that, like, but I don't understand why you don't learn to sew. Like, if yeah. you're going to apply for a drag race, I don't get it. Like, even it's just, like, simple hand sewing. Mm. Like, you can easily learn that. Like, it doesn't take a it's, genius just to learn that. Like, you don't go on Bake Off and not know how to bake a cake. Like, so true. <laughs> I mean, some of them do. But, some like, do, but... <laughs> but, like, it's not like you went on to, like, the wrong competition. Mm. Like you, it's not like you meant to, you meant to be in the Great Pottery Showdown or whatever it's called. Yeah, you know, I'm in the wrong place. Like you knew exactly where you wanted to be. That's so true. They, yeah. they knew what they're signing up for, and um, I, 
with Tia, I remember, I think we said that we weren't really, like, rating her. Oh, my God, I love Tia. <laughs> Last week, honestly, I bloody loved her. The one-liners that she was coming out with mm. and everything. And do you know what? I actually feel quite sorry for her, how underestimated she yeah. is. Like, we're both guilty of underestimating her. And true. I've seen people on Twitter sort of talking about it, and I'm a bit like, she's, like, she's come to play. Like, she's funny. Mm. And, like... Yeah. Okay, she can't sew. But I don't think her outfit was horrific. No, like, in comparison to some of them, like, Ginny yeah, like, Lemon, love yeah. them, but, like, that wasn't an outfit. Yeah, that was just a bit of silver, uh, pink fabric <laughs> wrapped around you. Yeah, but... like, but it's like, I remember Tia far more than I remember, like, Sister Sister. Like, who is who are they? Like, I don't know. Why are they still here? Mm. Get gone. Mm. On that note, I'm going to take a big swig of Prosecco. Because <laughs> I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I love the... This is, like, one of my favourite challenges. Yeah. Like, the costume one. Like the, like, it's just so fun and interesting. Because I maybe, think... like, Astina shouldn't have been in the bottom two. But the way it panned out, she did end up being in the bottom two. I think that's the thing, is that, like, you can't really see the which, which way it's going to go, because us as viewers don't know what the challenges and the order they're coming mm. in, up, like, coming up in. Um, mm. So it's like, if the cha- if that sewing challenge wasn't until, say, like, week eight, Estina mm. could definitely 100% be here still, and by that point, could have stayed and won that, or not won that challenge, because she doesn't make but like, good, but, no. You know what I mean? Like, she could have been yeah. more of a chance of staying in that challenge later on. But yeah. the fact that it's happened now, I'm just like... Mm. yeah it's just yeah I think she, and I think she was the right person to go in that challenge 100% because even yeah. with the lip sync mm. I remember when when they said Tia and Estina was going to be the ones in that lip sync I remember telling to Gabriel and I was like Estina's going to wipe the floor with Tia like I've seen her perform she's insane mm. and even watching that I was a bit like is that it like, yeah, like my eyes were on tea at the whole time. Hundred percent. I was like, "What? Like, what is Estina doing? Like, where's the, where's that Where bar that she always sets in her performances? Like, yeah, it was good, but Tia just completely won that. Yeah, because my sister it. doesn't usually watch Drag Race, but she watched it with me this week. Yeah, and she was like, "I don't get why they're doing it at the same time." Like, and I'm like, "That's the point, so you can see who's, who's like." I'm guessing yeah. that's the point, so you can see who's better yeah, and compare them and see who your eye goes to. It's so um, funny though, like what I always think about is if like, it's like if the song choice was different, would mm. Estina would have stayed? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I always think about mm. that kind of thing because it does come down to the song of the um, lip sync and the performance you put on. Mm. And like I, as much as I love a good dancing queen, <laughs> you know, <have> <laughs> um, I... <laughs> Like Tia's performance, literally, like we said, like, I was fixated on her. Mm. But if you don't put any performance in your face, I don't like it. Yeah. When they like, just put too is... much effort in, I'm like, you're going a bit too ham on this, babe. Yeah. Not going to lie, I'd like love Tia to win now. Yeah. Like... She is one of my top ones that I love now. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Also, another person we have, I backtracked on is Bimini after we were like, nah, I not bad. I feel like this. <laughs> We casted our votes and we are just going back to ourselves. <laughs> oh, God. Such a close... I thought this is going to be a very close competition. There's a few queens that I want to go. Mm. Maybe just one. 
actually. Um, okay. Sister, sister. I just don't. Yeah. Just... I appreciate her, but I'm just not there. I'm connected. It. Yeah. And I always forget about her as well. Not yeah. In a horrible way, but. But you do. <laughs> but like in a competition like this, if you forget someone, they should go. Yeah, because it's like Lawrence Channing won the uh, won the challenge. Mm. Amazing outfit, but I really think Ellie should have won that. Yeah, Ellie I wasn't. Outfit was just so conceptual and so well made. Yeah, I feel I like, like Ellie and uh, Lawrence had some of the best outfits. Yeah. Like, I didn't like oh, a horrors. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I no. went to the top London fashion school. Fashion school. So yeah. fucking look like it. Yeah. Not what you're doing in your spare time, hon. <laughs> what degree did you get? <laughs> did you get the degree? Yeah, did you even finish? <laughs> uh, bless her. But, like, I thought Bimini and Ginny Lemon's conversation was so, so lovely. Yeah, like, I think we've spoke about this, that they're the conversations we love the show for. Yeah. To highlight what they spoke about. Mm. I just, yeah, it was an amazing conversation to happen on national yeah. television. Yeah, like props to them. Yeah, like, so whoever doesn't know or whatever, um, Ginny basically came out as non binary and admitted they were non binary. Mm. Um, and just really, there was a really, really sweet moment between them and Bimini. And they just spoke about it. And each of them just told their sort of story. And I think both are just for that and opening up. I mm. think it's just amazing. What I think I really like about Drag Race is that even though they can be really bitchy and like slag each other off, mm. at the end of the day, they are all really there for each other. Yeah. Like even if they're like going to slag each other off one minute later, you know that they would still be there for each other. I think oh my that's God, yeah. really nice as well. That it's not think... fake. It's real. Like it's a real friendship. Most yeah and I think a lot of people so um I know you don't watch the American version mm. but there's a lot there's been a lot of backlash in the past couple of years and there is this year again on people trolling the queens and attacking them over like mm. social media and like I like with a horror like she's being painted out to be this very bitchy sassy person mm. she, that might be her but mm. at the end of the day we've got to remember the editing of yeah. we're just seeing parts not the whole thing yeah. um and it's easy to get wrapped up in it and for people to go on the attack on social media and it's like you said they're at the end of the day they are all there for each other they might say horrible mm. things to one another but once they've whatever like once tempers have died down the bitchiness is mm. gone like at the end of the day they're there for each other and they always will be kind of thing and I feel like that's the point about Drag Race. It's like they're meant to be like doing like these funny jokes. Like nothing they say is ever really, really personal. No. Like none of them would ever take the piss out of like Ginny or Bimini being non-binary. It doesn't yeah. go to that level. It's like to do with like their dresses and stuff like it's that. All like, just it's shade never... at the end of the day. It's yeah, never it's shade. It's insults. never unkind. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm excited <laughs> for I'm excited for what is to come in the series game. now as Dean Snatch gone. game. Snatch game is next, isn't it? I think so. Yes. I can't wait. Exciting. <laughs> right. Moving on. So Lydia, you have been watching It's a Sin. Woohoo! Well not really woohoo, more like woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Get the tissues. <laughs> uh so yes, yeah, so I'm in the end of episode three, so no one tell me any spoilers, otherwise I'll cut you. Um, <laughs> no way. Uh, can't be asked to leave the house. Um <laughs> 
quite sad in my life too. Yeah. Um, oh my God, what a show. Mm. What a show. I knew you'd like it. I like, I knew, I knew I'd like it. I just needed to get into it and like you're in it within like the first two minutes. Yeah. It's just, it's so like heartbreaking and like joyful and educational. Like, there's so many things that I didn't know about HIV that I didn't realise that, I knew it made you ill, but I didn't realise the extent to how and how mm. physical it was, like the marks showing up on people's skin, yeah. like the, what are they called? Like, when Colin's like, spoiler alert, um, that wasn't what he says, that's a spoiler <laughs> alert if you haven't listened. When he's, like, when he's like, what is it? When he has like those, is it fits? Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't realise that was a thing of it. I think it's because it um, attacks like your immune system and mm. your, uh, well, yeah, your immune system basically, and it just forces you or some people to react in different ways of how it attacks mm. your body because it does literally just attack every single organ and bone in your body eventually. Um, and yeah, like, I'm so happy that it's come out. Like this program mm. has finally come out because I know they try to get it um shown for a couple of years but no one would pick it up but who's laughing including, now including the bbc and itv mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> like the biggest show on channel four like ever yeah. i think yeah like that's just amazing and it's so nice that it's a lgbtqi plus program that is that yeah. has that title mm. um, and i think also what's nice is i saw a piece earlier that was talking about why are there no shows about like queer joy mm. and obviously lots of the show is very sad and very upsetting um but there also were moments of lovely joy and like an openness to the community yeah and i think when you see more of that we need to see more sitcoms that are just like we need like a lgbt friends like we yeah. need that like yeah. it shouldn't just have to be that the only shows that get made are about eight not that yeah. it shouldn't be but you know? but no, I totally, I totally agree with you. I think it's just when you watch it, like you said, like as much as it's sad, it's also really like heartwarming as well. Mm. And like, uh, although there's all the sadness and you've got the underlying story of what it's about and based upon, mm. you really like the parties they have and when they're out together and they all kind of like they all join in with each other and there's that real sense of community, mm. which and like I think making is your really own nice. family. Yeah, and that's the family you choose which is obviously sad in some parts because it means people haven't been accepted by their own family. No. But I think, in that, like, oh, I was going to say something. But also, like, the things that were really upsetting was seeing them locked in the rooms. At the oh, hospital. I thought that was God. disgusting. Like, I, I got so angry watching that. Yeah, honestly. Like, I was telling my sister about it the other day and I said, like, oh, you should watch it if you haven't. And we were just like, briefly talking about it. And I was like, yeah, like, it just shows you how they were locked away in hospitals, like, literally mm. lock and key, weren't allowed to leave the room. The toilet was in the room. Um, and she was like, what? I never knew that. Mm. And my mum, like, joined the conversation and was like, yeah, like, it. I remember it being really, really bad. And also, mm. like, you hear things about, like, they refer to as, like, perverts or when they went to the doctors, they were, like, I don't know if you've got to this part yet, but like one of the questions they're asked is... Do you have sex with animals? Do you have sex with animals? Like, yeah. Who asked that question? I know. And I think what's also, I was talking to George about it and I was saying like, this was like 30 years ago. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy to think how far we've come, but also 
that the conversations, the way that um, oh, what's his name? The main Richie. guy. Yeah, his dad. Yeah. That his dad wouldn't. What his dad said to lots of to like him mm. and um, what's her name? Jill. Jill. Like there would still be people that talk like that today. Yeah. And that's what's really sound as well. Yeah, and I, that, that's why the show is so important still. Mm. Um, it's such a good educational tool and resource. If you're not someone that likes to read books or anything, a show like this gives you that insight. Obviously, mm. there's much more to it that they didn't put into the programme. Mm. You get that understanding and you get your eyes opened more to it. Mm. Um, I saw um, on Rosie Ramsey, she just had a baby boy yeah. and she was like watching it and she put on her story she's like I'm watching it and I just want my child she was like holding her baby and she was like I just like tell, looking at him wanting him to know that he'll always be loved no matter who oh. he loves and I was just like and that's what's so important is like I think maybe our generation we have that mentality mm. but maybe not who knows well I know there's obviously people out there but unfortunately <laughs> don't have that mentality but like even people at my age group there's some that still don't understand Trans. Not that old, Scott. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a few years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like some people that I know, like they don't understand trans or non-binary, and they're always asking what mm. it is. And obviously, like I try to educate people as much as I can. Mm. But no matter how many times I have the conversation with them, they just won't get it. Yeah. And it's obviously kind of annoying, but <laughs> it's you. All I do is literally just repeat myself every time we have a conversation about it, and just be like. Mm. You can't say that. You can say this. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trans and I'm not non-binary, but it's part of the community mm-hmm. and people to educate others on those sort of issues or those topics within the LGBTQI plus community mm-hmm. who aren't open to learning about it in any other way. Yeah, and I think also another part of that conversation is almost just even people getting annoyed about gay actors playing gay roles and it's like well why can't straight people play the roles and that conversation gets so exhausting with people yeah. that genuinely care and aren't like prejudiced but it they still don't get it really and it's yeah. hard to explain it's well i mean james corden in <laughs> um, like him getting a golden globe for that what the hell uh, uh, nomination uh, not award yeah oh god yeah i mean it's just like, it literally is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't so imagine exhausting. what it must feel like for you. Like It's just like, I remember like, when I was younger, I said I always kind of wanted to be an actor and that. And But looking back now, actually, like one of the things that I think kind of like pulled me away from it and made me go down like my fashion sort of road was the mm. fact that there wasn't any gay actors or anyone like that that I knew at that age, mm. really. Um, yeah. Like I was uneducated in LGBTQI plus issues then. Mm. Like, whereas now I would be a lot more like, I know I have like people to look up to, but back then mm. I didn't. And it is that point of, well, people deserve to have those icons and those people to look yeah. up to playing those people in the community themselves, mm. rather than having a straight person who may not necessarily completely understand the struggle and the history and we'll behind it. And just give like a stereotyped performance oh, of a gay my person god yeah that just because it's um, really interesting because you were saying that you didn't have any gay icons of like mm. acting because like me and mom were talking about this and she was like if you think about it hollywood is very 
has lots of gay people in it. and I was like yeah but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're out or you know like it might be filled with lots of gay people but it doesn't mean that they're, they're shown or that they're the then people might be pretending to be straight because yeah. easier than pretend than easier than being themselves oh my god completely like like Sir Ian McKellen like he didn't come yeah. out until oh god I want to say like 40s 50s like really? Later. Yeah, like he. I'm on my second glass, by the way. Oh, okay, I'm going to catch up. Um... Prosecco, it, it just it just goes through me. <laughs> that I wish it was bottomless, but oh, oh, that sounds weird as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, like it's just it's so true. Like back then, at that time, they didn't, they couldn't, because then mm. they would lose their job or they wouldn't get a job at all yeah. if they knew to be gay, if they were known to be gay. Um, but. It's such a good show. And there was actually an article I saw um, on Vice and it was written, I might mispronounce the surname, I'm really sorry if I do. Patrick Strudick or Strudick, um, basically done a review of It's a Sin and people were upset by what he's had to say in the article. Basically, I read it and genuinely, I don't think I've read a piece of like journalism or writing like that for a very, very long time. Like it was amazing. Um, Rude, you're not read my stuff every day on the tab. <laughs> hey, well, I've got it on notifications whenever you when there's an article for you. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite like Love Island is like going to the bar, but sure, like I'll let him have it. Um, no, no, you'll let him have that on. one. I'll let him have that one. Um, um, no, please carry on. But basically, like he refers in the article, he refers to another journalist writing a review about the mm. show. And they very flippantly use the word we. And they're like, for you to use that, it's almost uh, um, like a negative because you you don't know, you don't belong in that we. Oh, really? Um, I didn't yeah. know what this, so what, so what had this other journalist written? Were they, are they straight then, I'm guessing? Yeah. But was, oh, okay. I, I can't remember fully what they said, but they were just saying about like how along the lines of that like, now that we've had COVID and we've been living through COVID, they mm. can sort of sympathise with the mm. HIV crisis. And it's like, okay, well, the HIV mm. crisis killed over 35 million people. Oh. Like, obviously, COVID is awful, awful, awful. But just because you're going through this doesn't mean you know what people are going through then. It's a very and, different like, reaction. Like, the fact yeah. that like, everyone was like clapping for Sir Tom Moore yesterday, that wouldn't have happened in the middle of the AIDS pandemic. No. Like, that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. And there was a quote in it that I actually tweeted out because I was like, it's just such a, it's just such a good sum, like, summarization. Is that a word? Summary. Summary. I don't know why I, I tried Summary. to make it sound even fancier. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you like fancy stuff. It's fun. Summary. Um, just a summary. It's <laughs> a good summary of it. Um, <laughs> so the quote says, is it really the case that this demographic, apparently so universal a reader, that the casual use of we is deemed fitting, needs another pandemic, one that affects and infects them, to properly sympathise with those killed by a previous one? Mm. And I was like, it's, it's actually so true. Like, not yeah. taking anything away from COVID, but no. for a straight journalist to write about that, mm. something that they probably, I don't know if they're educated or not, but it's that consideration Mm. and it's honestly like go on vice's website and read this review if you haven't everyone because it honestly it's it's just so right so like eloquently and just really hits an nail on the head 
Um, we have also covered it on the tab very sensitively and kindly, so if you want to go read it on the tab <laughs> <coughs> rather than Vice. I mean, I don't um, even work for Vice, but <laughs> but yes, yeah, the tab as well, the tab as well. No, the, no don't, Vice do not exist, the tab <laughs> only, okay? <laughs> uh, I do agree, that is a good point, I guess, from the Vice writer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, but to wrap it up, because it's national... Uh, AIDS testing week. Mm. Um, they planned that uh, well, didn't they? I know that was, that was very pl- well planned. <laughs> that was some good PR there. <laughs> yeah, um, artist Philip Normal has um, collaborated with HIV charity Terence Higgin Trust on a "It's a Sin" inspired T-shirt. So it's like plain white, and it just says "La" on the front. I need this so... T-shirt. I bought mine yesterday morning, <laughs> and I was like, I, I need one. it. Yeah. Um, and it's only £25 and £20 of it actually goes to the charity. So it's not even like... Um, that is so good. 10%. Yeah, so it's like the majority of it goes to the charity to help those and um, educate others, basically, and just spread awareness even more. That, that's a really good percentage, actually. Because, yes, really, like you really say, good. so often it's like a, oh, 10%. No, yeah. Cheers, mate. I want um, Yeah, I think the T-shirt went on sale. I don't know if it was this week or it might have been on Tuesday. I can't remember. But um, as of yesterday, they had raised £94,600 just from the sales of the T-shirts. Yeah, I think it's so good. So there are good things happening out there, guys. (laughs) I need to get a T-shirt. Honestly, that's so nice. I ordered mine. I can't wait for it to come. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, just just everyone go watch the show if you haven't. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's beautiful, sad, heartbreaking, needed. Yeah. I could go on and on. It's a good show to watch. Like, if you need to cry, good to watch. If you need to just feel mm. humble a little bit, put it on. But, yeah. Yeah, like, we watched it on Sunday, put the candles on, got some men's breast. Did I make a cocktail? I can't remember. I had a drink with it. <laughs> Turn the lights down. was like, right, let's, Sasha, let's you and me watch this. Let's strap ourselves <laughs> in for this bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's already been a month since we did our last magazine segment, which is yes. crazy. I was like, what have actually done that last month? I know nothing so we will be we're doing the return of our magazine cover review and i mean where do we start with this month I, yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> you start with a good one yeah let's go with a good one first uh hello fashion oh love it love it honestly so the talented uh ballerina precious is on the cover in a stunning green dress looking Mm-mm. just beautiful and I just love the colours because so you've got this really bright green dress with mm. the pale pink writing around it um and it's, it's just such a nice cover I, I literally when I saw it I was like that just brings me joy like it just yes. makes me feel happy yeah it's literally what I felt like like it almost it felt like spring and I was like oh my gosh yeah. I'm excited for spring to come yeah and I just love they've got like a ballerina on the cover as well because how fashion usually has like a lot of models Oh, yeah. there's anything wrong with that, but I was just a bit like, oh, it's just nice to have like a ballerina. Like, mm-hmm. that's a bit more interesting. It, then, and the pose and everything that the ballerina's doing is just, yeah, it really like pulled me in when I first saw it. And I yeah, was like, I was like, Ooh. I'm going to buy that because like, it's going to make me happy. <laughs> Literally. I was like, like yes. <laughs> like, even if I don't read the rest of it, which I will, but like, it's just, oh, it's just beautiful. It's lovely. It Good is image. really nice. It's very refreshing. Mm. Um, yes, indeed. Moving on to another good one, uh, Vogue, British Vogue, with Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Do you like that or not? Um, <laughs> I feel like since I've read this piece 
that um white feminism book i'm now seeing everything in a different light really I'm just a bit like bored of like putting angelina jolie in the cover maybe i'm just being a bit maybe i'm in a bit of a depressing mood this week but i was just a bit like oh cool angelina jolie on the cover again what's new there like yeah. i think she looked i think she looked lovely like i like the styling but i was just a bit like oh cool like really it reminds because there's two covers. There's the black and white one, mm, I like and the then there's one. the one um, where she's walking in the garden in like a beige outfit. Mm. Um, the beige outfit really reminds me of like like an old fashioned Vogue cover. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like it just really reminds me of like a almost like a good housekeeping sort of vibe going on with it. Let me have a look. I'm gonna Google it again. When I first saw it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just getting a bit like old. I but think I prefer, bit... out of the two, I think, oh, I don't know, because the black and white one, she just looks absolutely stunning, but I think mm. I prefer the the colour one. Oh, um, mm. I think I prefer... Slowly. I do get what you mean. I definitely do get what oh, you mean. Oh, I, I prefer the black and white one. Ah, oh, I don't know. Oh, I prefer the black and white one. Right, I, just like okay. I like that styling more. Like, I would wear that styling, but I prefer yeah, yeah. the beige styling. So if I was, like, looking at it from, like, a, what would I want to buy... I'd then, buy. Yeah, yeah, get that. And I like how, like, I like her hair pulled back as well. Yeah, she's absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, she I, is beautiful when, like, I it's do a get good what you mean. picture. That it's just, I feel like Edward's so good at, you know, finding new talent and mm-hmm. interesting people. Not that inter- Angelina Jolie isn't interesting, but I just feel like he's so good at like finding these new people that are so like innovative well, yeah. and like new voices and new faces. New, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I'm or like putting like Judy Dench on the cover because she's an older woman like that I love from him yeah but putting Angelina Jolie the one of the most beautiful women in the world on a cover I'm just it's, like whoop de doo it's a very good way I'd, oh yeah okay you've opened my eyes as well here <laughs> like I like I do like the black and white cover more than the other one but I don't think mm. I'd buy it I, w- I wasn't like this is an iconic cover that I need no I totally get that I I, I like them but yeah I, I don't think I'd buy it because I feel like now I only buy Vogue when I'm like, I love this cover, and like in ten years' time, I'll be so happy that I've kept this magazine because it's yeah. like something about our time. Same, yeah. Or like it's just beautiful. Yeah, I t- yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, mm. Moving on, sticking with Vogue. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Vogue US. Um, <laughs> Why? Um, so Gigi Hadid is on the cover. Oh, I'm really torn with how I feel about it because I like. I appreciate like the the aesthetic and like I really like the way that Vogue has almost like a floral or like I don't know what it's like tie-dye sort yeah. of thing that I really like but I just don't right that is all I like about the cover there's just I feel like there's too much space and creativity a global celebration totally gets she's just had a baby uh, like she's just had a baby I think she's, she's, new pregnant. she's pregnant in that picture oh is she yeah which is what I was annoyed about. I hadn't even thought about this, but now I'm a bit like, hang on. Because I think she wrote it in her own caption of it. Um, let me just share my Instagram quickly. Um, like, I think she was pregnant because she was like, oh, so in, what's the baby's name, Kai? Yeah. On on um, my cover. What did she say? Um, who would thought I'd be feeding my baby girl her morning bottle as we share my first Vogue magazine solar cover? Oh. I don't know, maybe she's not pregnant. But I feel like she must be pregnant there. Or not. Either way, I'm not a fan of the dress. 
it's just I I feel like it goes back to what we were saying about like Edward like it's a, so it's a creativity special I think mm. a global celebration spring fashion for a changing world again I know she's a new mum and all that but I feel like they just put her on it for that mm, and for like, like selling mags yeah like I, she is a, an amazing model everything like, like that. I, like, I do really like Gigi I like following her I like seeing her post I like seeing her about a baby but I mean, if you're doing like a creative I... special yeah it's not who should be going on the cover no offense to her no I'm with you on that but I also found out about Gigi she's against the COVID vaccine and that put me off a little bit oh yeah her brother's against and it well. as well mm. yeah but and mm. I also think like okay if she's pregnant like show that off don't cover it up but that dress was just I don't know it looked kind of like a pad with blood on it I'm not gonna lie oh my god I totally see it like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I'm like, why well, she got a pad on? Like that, I just, I just didn't. Ugh. I feel like US Vogue has not been doing well right now. Yeah, they're very up and down at the moment. Mm, they need. I have heard that the rumors, and the rumors that he's going. Um, Edward's going to take it over. Really? Where did I hear that rumor? I wouldn't be surprised. No, it wouldn't surprise me. But I just, if that is to happen, I hope there's a shift and a focus on what he sort of promised about making it a new diverse and reimagining mm-hmm. Vogue kind of thing like yeah I think Vogue needs it massively yeah. they need like because, a fresh take on it because if you think of a fresh take on Vogue is not two white women on the covers mm-hmm. of the same month mm-hmm. that are both incredibly privileged they're both incredibly our idea of beauty like the common idea of beauty is just boring I feel yeah and I think it's again like we said it's putting someone on the cover just to get sales yeah and I get it's a business oh god yeah but I think as well it's like if you want to be revolutionary Mm. think outside the box a little bit (laughs) yeah because you don't know like obviously I do you who will sell magazines yeah but you don't know if so-and-so who's like you you never know until you try Mm -hmm. so true And, and the last cover again Oh, yeah. what's happening, people? February, why is Hello Fashion the only one? Cosmo's cover is, um, what's her name? The one from Mrs. Maisel. Rachel Brosnan? Brosnan? Bros- can't pronounce her name, sorry. Rachel Bra- Brosnan. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but yeah, she's the star of uh, The Wonderful Mrs. Mm-hmm. Is it Mrs. Maisel or M- Miss Maisel? 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 Yeah, I was just a bit like, I didn't even realize. I think I'd seen it, and I was like, "When's Cosmos cover coming out?" Literally, I mean, we had this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, it was scrollable; like you could forget it existed. And for Cosmo, like normally they always do something different with their cover, or just it's just I always notice it. Yeah, because the last two covers were the three like body Mm -hmm. inspirations, and the month before was RuPaul. Yeah. And to go from those two covers to then go from this, which I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just because I remember we were talking earlier about this and I remember saying to you like, oh, wait, Cosmo's come out. And <laughs> I'd like the picture, but I just don't even remember seeing it. Mm. <laughs> and that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm sorry, Cosmo, but I don't like this one. Yeah. Like, I just... it's not like I don't like it. I just, I have no interest in it. I just like it's not a bad shot yeah, yeah it's just like it's not bad but it, I feel like it just could have been a lot more fun and just a lot more like 
like even what she was wearing i was like you could just see that that's like it's at the top it's like that zara dress you know the polka dot one yeah yeah it's yeah. like just seeing a girl outside a pub on a friday night oh i need to be in a pub on a friday night <laughs> yeah i know me too but like that's what it looked like to me i was like this isn't like groundbreaking like this isn't like oh my god who's this really intelligent like actress who's really interesting like why should i read about her mm-hmm. i don't so really care about her um i mean we basically just said it's forgettable which it kind yeah. of yeah savage but true so let's move on (laughs) (laughs) okay so moving on um it was announced this week that asos is buying top shop top man miss selfridge and hit which is basically like i think an activewear brand that's sold i've never heard of that yeah i I I didn't heard it and i was like i was like what yeah but i uh 295 million pounds Mm, a lot lot of of money and it's they've paid that much and obviously they're not keeping the stores open so a lot a lot a lot of people are going to lose their jobs i think they're keeping are they keeping a few stores open no i think i read i thought oh oh, maybe i read the wrong part i know they're shutting most of the stores but let me check we really should do our research before we come on out um, yeah, sorry about this, guys. <laughs> oh my god! So Sir Philip Green's. This is not even what we're talking about. But Sir Philip's Green family is likely re- to receive fifty million from the Topshop sale. Vile <laughs> <laughs> man! Literally, like what the fuck? Um, okay, yeah, but like the I don't. I can't read this Guardian article. It's too long. Um, <laughs> but basically, yeah, yeah. I think. The, the majority, the vast majority are shopping yeah. slash all, which is a hell of a lot of people's jobs. Yeah. And even like, again, we spoke about this before, like it's even people in like head office are losing mm. jobs as well. Like some are transferring to ASOS, um, oh, okay. but not all of them are. But I think it was also quite sad like, on Twitter, lots of people were finding out with everyone else. Yeah, I think jobs. that is disgusting. Yeah. Like so I know bad. a lot of the time, like it has to do with the stock markets and when you like, sell mm. you can't say until it's told to the stock market and then obviously everyone finds out when it's told to the stock market yeah but for that many employees it's just obviously so sad it's they just lost their jobs yeah and like you said like they found out through social media before actually finding out from their workplace like it's just mm. um it's like a it's weird because I'm like, well done for ASOS for picking up the brand and not letting them die out. Mm. But it's just, I think it's just really sad about the amount of people that are going to lose their jobs as part of it. Yeah. I think it also will be sad to not have like, the top shop, top shop Oxford Street anymore. Mm. Like that experience of actually being in top shop. Like I know I, I'm not really a fan of top shop anyway, but like mm. it is nice to have like a big flagship store. I like to have that experience of going shopping with your yeah. friends. I think that's the thing is that like as much as we shop on like ASOS and places like that, kind of. Um mm. yeah, like I'll all I just miss you can't beat going into a shop and trying mm. things on or just actually seeing them in real life. Yeah. Um, One thing I really do read about Top Shop is when I was younger they had the personal shopping thing. I mean, they mm-hmm. obviously did until the end. And we would love that, me and my friends, because it made us feel so special because you didn't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And But you could get little cupcakes and water yeah. and they'd go get your little clothes for you. <clears throat> and 
obviously there wasn't really a pressure to buy either and but you just were made to feel really special yeah and I think that's what's sad about how like the fashion industry is changing is that your those experiences Mm. are going and it's just you can try and plan and think about what you can do to keep your business going Mm. but it's just it's the way the industry is do you know what I mean like it's yeah. so sad to see that it going that way and just sort of almost like fading yeah but... it's like because it is now so online yeah unless you're like a big department so like harrods or selfridges that shopping experience is gonna go yeah and it's like i god could you imagine the day that harrods or selfridges shut like, yeah especially like harrods they're both so iconic aren't they yeah it's but just, I, mean, I couldn't imagine it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm also kind of disengaging with fast fashion at the moment. Not to be like all virtue signaling. But I've been on ASOS recently. And I found myself like just disengaging with it all. Like I'm really trying to actually be like, next time I buy something, it's going to be secondhand. Like I find all these really cool vintage Instagrams that I'm yeah. like, I really going to buy from them next time I buy something. Yeah. I mean, like I, a few of my friends I know, like they, they've actually have been doing the same. Um, but and I think it's that mentality that when I've spoken to some people or like you said like supporting like smaller businesses or like vintage sort of things because oh. um, I remember like a couple of years ago I worked at ASOS in the model studio shooting product um, okay. I know but like <laughs> they actually do have a lot a lot of brands mm. and also they may have their own stuff and even yeah. now there's so many subsidiary brands to ASOS. Yeah, that's it, true. It, like it can I get like it can be overwhelming. It's almost like mm-hmm. like it's all about like the website design and all of that kind of yeah. stuff and like pulling people in. Yeah. It, I mean like, the thing is like I'm like, oh I want to give up fast fashion. But I am such anyone who knows me knows that I'm such a fucking like slag for Zara. <laughs> like I'm just such a whore for it. Like, yeah. I just love it. Like, everyone's like, what did you wear that from? And I'm like, Sarah, I'm like, yeah, knew it. Like, I can't, like, I think I could give up all fast fashion apart from Zara. Yeah. Which is really bad because it's probably one of the worst ones. But I just so, can't help myself. Do you know what's so weird? Because, like, I always thought that I shopped a lot. Mm. But during lockdown, maybe it's because, like, I mean, obviously at work, like, I'd have a lot of events. So I'd buy fresh things to wear to them mm. obviously at the moment I'm going anywhere there's no events <laughs> there's nothing happening so I'm not buying anything but yeah. like there's like people like my friends and that that are like oh I bought all this the other day I'm gonna bought all of this the other day and I'm like I really haven't bought anything in a very long time but I think the other day actually I bought a jumper from ASOS but it was like mm. just one bought, jumper yeah I bought a sweatsuit from ASOS in November I think mm. my last fashion purchase yeah but but then I was like it's a sweatsuit I've worn it like so many times like I literally wear it every night yeah so and then I'm like well it is worth it but then you've got to think about the cost to it yes you do but, you do but it was interesting because I went on Topshop's website today there's all the news and it's literally gone it's so like, that sad. website is gone it's, it is weird isn't it it's just I just again you never thought you'd see the day no and here we are we were at the day. <laughs> yeah. Today's the day. It's gone. Today's the day. We're here. <laughs> oh. Right. Have you got some good news for us to cheer us up after that? I 
do. I mean, yeah, it is good news. (laughs) 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 To carry on sort of like the LGBTQI uh, theme that we've been talking about a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So the headline is London private school headmaster tells students he is gay at the start of LGBT plus month. Um, A London head teacher told his students he was gay during a virtual assembly on the first day part of the LGBT history month. Headmaster Nicholas Hewlett, headmaster of the £18,000 a year St Dunstan's College in Catford, South East London, announced that he was a happily married gay man. It is thought to be the first time a head teacher has come out in front of his pupils and staff. Wow, okay. Um, Mr. Hewlett said he was inspired to do so after being impressed with a student's courage in discussing their own sexuality, which led him, which left him feeling determined to be honest about his marriage. Uh, Hewlett, 41, said he was nervous before this morning's annu- the morning announcement, but received many wonderful messages of support. 15 years, he said, 15 years ago, I was told by a senior colleague in the independent school I was working in that as an openly gay man, it would be virtually impossible for me to become a headmaster. The reality of that role model, the reality that role models really do matter and can have a material impact on the mental well-being of young people, for children being educated by diverse, the diversity of adults who represent different race, gender, sexuality and background helps identify identities to settle and grow. Furthermore, I believe we are duty bound to stop the, I've got to can't say this word, stop the pervasive view that white heterosexual men are in some way inherently advantaged in assuming positions of responsibility and leadership. And yeah, it was a really cute little thing as it's LGBT plus history month. It's it's an interesting because I thought, because when I first heard it, I was like, but why should he have to disclose sexuality? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, actually, all the history of that, like the idea of like, there's so many like horrible like rumours and like, what's it called like stereotypes of like a gay teacher being like predatory yeah. and I think it's which is obviously awful but I think it's nice to be like and it was well, not nice but it's interesting that then he was even told not to admit it yeah. and it just shows that the perception is just horrible and that's so unfair and so unkind because yeah like I think it's that like he's like in his quote like about being a role model and it's so mm. true that there are role models for people yeah. out there to show that like it really does not matter. No, and I just think it's it just shows like what our society sometimes does think of like gay men or people that are in the LGBTQI plus community. Mm. And it's just thank like well done to him for like also it was really interesting that he said he was inspired by students. Mm-hmm. Act. I thought that was really nice as well. Yeah. But I like them teach it, like students can teach the teachers. Oh my god, yeah, like it's not always the adults teaching the kids, do you know what I mean? Like kids can yeah. teach the adults just as well, if not yeah. more sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so nice. Yeah. yeah. Well done. I mean though. 18 grand a year. That's, yeah, that's when a, I read that, I was a bit like, ooh. <laughs> that's a topic for another year. Yeah. Not the year, another episode. My God. <laughs> well, we won't leave that for 2022. <laughs> So, Lydia, what is your book recommendation of this week? Well, I've got a really good one this week. It is Raven Smith's Trivial Pursuits. Oh. Basically, if you need anything, if you need to cheer up, if you need a little laugh, 
right. before you go to bed, this is a book I would recommend. Oh. It has, I've literally don't laughed out loud in bed while reading it. <laughs> so Raven Smith is a columnist. He now writes for Vogue. He's a mm-hmm. Vogue columnist. Um, but it's basically, he talks about like just this, like the trivial things in life, like going to Ikea is being tall like a social currency like are three cigarettes a meal does yoga matter if you're not filthy rich that's just some of the questions and it's really interesting because each chapter he does something quite trivial but then he'll make it into something bigger and like more deeper but it's also just funny like in a way it's like I made a note to myself I was like I need to read out this quote because I feel like our listeners and you will like it when I was there (laughs) what was it it was like and with wine, I enjoy a nice sunset, but I never keep notes in my head outside of dry and white, which coincidentally describes all my exes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just so funny. Like, he's just got that, like, I love him because he's got that, like, sassy, sarcastic. Yeah. Like, I want to write like that one day. Yeah. But it's just like, he talks about, like, emails and, like, being hungover and IKEA meatballs. And it's just. <laughs> It just makes you feel like happy mm. and it's just funny. Oh, shit, I just dropped sick of cork. But it just, yeah, it's just a really happy book and like it just give you a little giggle. Oh, that sounds nice. I, I like that. Yeah. Yes, we all do need a giggle right now. But then he also does do like cultural like um, observation as well. So like he talked about Queer Eye. Right. He's like, does gay culture matter? And he's talking about, because he's, he's gay and he was talking mm. about like, how queer eyes almost kind of for straight women in a weird way. Yeah, I get and that. he was talking about that, and he's like, "Does our point of acceptance reach a point when then it like becomes that all culture is just culture sort yeah. of thing?" It was I don't think I've done that, said that well. <laughs> he obviously said it much better. So go and read the book. But it just it was interesting, but funny, and just makes you just like a little hug. You know? oh, I like that. I might have to get that and actually read that one. Yeah, I think you'd like it. I think actually, yeah. I think you really like this book. Okay. <laughs> and it's got a gherkin on the front. <laughs> oh my good lord! <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we all know is what a that's for. Um, you've also got a book for us this week, Scott. <gasps> do I? <laughs> oh my god, he reads. <laughs> But yes, I do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as soon as it is LGBT, uh, it should be QI plus. But ooh, Yeah, why is it not? I don't know. <laughs> um, but basically, I've been reading, I've had this book on for quite a few years now, actually, and I've read it. Um, I'm like halfway through. Um, basically, it's called Pride, the Story of LGBTQ Equality Movement um, by Matthew Todd. Um and honestly, if you want educating in the move, uh, LGBTQIA plus movement, genuinely, like, it really breaks it down very simply. Like, it, when you, because it's quite a big book, um, like, it's not, it's just a very large size book. It's not thick, but it's large. Um, and when you sort of scroll through the pages, it looks like there's a lot on the page. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because, one, there's a lot of history. <laughs> yeah. But it just... I don't think I've ever read a book that just puts it so well and easy. Mm. Like literally, if you want to start getting educated, this is the book to read. Like it's just genuinely like it's just so easy. 
Yeah. Like you, you can, if you don't want to read about something, I mean, you should read about it all, but if you want to mm-hmm. skip something, you can skip something. And there's like yeah. reference pictures um, and everything just to explain it. And it's just a really nice book to just sit and read whenever you're bored or like if you're trying to think <laughs> of something. Bored. No, but in a way, like it's an easy read. Do you know what it's I mean? Like, read, but you learn a lot from it. Yeah, like you can just sit on a Sunday afternoon and just flip through reading it. It's not like something you've got to really sit and be like, oh my mind hurts do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) it's not a boring book I promise (laughs) yeah no I've seen pictures of it because I think I did a I did a roundup last year I can't remember what month it was and we did like an LGBTQIA like resources to read like podcasts and stuff I think I included that but I haven't actually read it yet it's so good it's just yeah it's one of my it's always on my bookshelf I want to see because it's pretty I have seen it on your bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right but, so yeah. scotty were you gifted anything this week um yes i was actually um what a it was <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit slow at the moment <laughs> no basically <laughs> cough 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 the ass <laughs> step your game up i'm Obviously joking i'm joking no um it was a really cute uh so it's from River Island shout out to my girls at River Island um <laughs> and basically it was just a uh like a little care package type thing from to go along with their spring summer collection mm-hmm. um so there was like pictures of the collection in it that are on like little tarot cards almost um it's, like on the back there's just like a little description and like I basically chose like what I liked from the collection and turn it over and it just said like some really like nice uplifting little comments um, and then inside was like a really nice candle, um, a travel mug with some nice tea. Um, and honestly, like, it was just really cute. Like, it just, I opened it and I was like, Do you know what, this is actually just what I needed. Like, it was a nice Aww. little care thing. And nice will, little lift. Yeah, like, I'll be brewing one of those teas later um, <laughs> <laughs> with my slippers on. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was a really, really uh, cute gift this week. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> um, if Ryland wants to meet one of those, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Nudge, um, nudge. Any- <coughs> um, anyway, um, should we wrap this thing up then? <laughs> Let's wrap it up. I've drank a lot of Prosecco. <laughs> oh my God, why is Prosecco? It's just so fucking easy to drink. Honestly, it's making me really miss bottomless brunches really Literally, bad I miss you a bottomless oh. okay the more I think about it the more I want to cry okay let's wrap it up quick <laughs> anyway let's wrap it up because I want to cry um thank you so much everyone for listening we always appreciate any feedback any comments any somethings anything <laughs> anything um please like share it around <laughs> just because I think everyone needs a little uplift at the moment and I'm not gonna lie, we're pretty boss ass bitches that lift everyone up. We're so uplifting. Who <laughs> would not think we're uplifting? And please rate, review, and subscribe. It would really mean a lot to us if you lift a little likes um review on iTunes because it just would make other people can reach us as well. Yeah. The more reviews we get. So please bump us up a little bit. Bump us up from like a thousand and one to like a thousand. That would be appreciated. <laughs> um but yeah, thank you everyone. Yes, thank you everyone. Um, so you can reach us on Instagram 
at wind down the podcast you can reach us on gmail at wind down the podcast at gmail.com you can reach us on twitter at wind down underscore there's an underscore there somewhere <laughs> so that's where you can find us um and scott is really good at tweeting for us i'm shit um, at tweeting for us <laughs> Um, so go and support Scott and his tweets on the wine <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God bless you. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's gone to my head. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>